Welcome to the King's Church Amersham podcast. For more information and resources, go to www.kca.church. Good morning. We've been looking at the cast of Christmas, an insight to the characters we all associate with the Christmas story. In this last episode of the series, I'm going to be looking at the Magi, otherwise known as the wise men, from the east, following a star, bringing gifts of frankincense, myrrh and gold to the infant Jesus. I don't know about you, but yesterday I took my cards down. I haven't taken all the decorations down, but I thought I'd take the cards down. And I've got some beautiful ones of the Magi. So I thought I'd bring a few in. I've got here. I doubt if you'll be able to see it. Here. I've got one on a beautiful nativity scene. And here I've got Joseph and Mary. And I've got the three kings. I've got angels. I've got crowns. I've got another one. I doubt if you see that. But that's just got three kings, a camel, and the amazing star. Another one, crowns, three crowns, we three kings. And another nativity with the shepherds, the wise men, the um, manger, Joseph and Mary, sheep, beautiful cards, really enjoyable cards. And we're all really familiar with the years, from years of nativities and from years of having Christmas cards with the nativity story and with this story of the Magi. Yet this story is only found in the book of Matthew. And you might like to turn to that. You're going to need your Bibles this morning. And the story is taken from Matthew chapter 2. But it's only found in the book of Matthew. And he does not say where they came from and nor where they went after the visit. They just turn up. They worship the child. They bring him gifts and they leave. Very mysterious. And my title is The Magi, Men of Mystery. Normally, when we consider mysteries, we look at the who and the why of the topic, which is exactly what I'm going to do. So who were these magi bearing gifts and traversing so far? And why did they come? And what lessons can we learn from the story to apply to our own lives? We find the story in Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12. The reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. 
he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may too go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Thank you, Jane. The story of the Magi is a very well-known story. We see Herod, we see the infant king, we see the star, we see the gifts, we see the manger, we see the three kings. But wait, three kings? The Bible does not say how many. Kings? It does not say so. The Magi were not kings. Their names were not Gaspar, Melchior and Belshazzar. They did not come to the manger scene. In fact, their visit could have been up to two years after the birth of Christ. On examining the text in verse 11, you see it says, on coming to the house, and they saw the child with his mother Mary. So they don't even really belong in the nativity. So in delving into our mystery, who were they? We know because verse 1 says so that they came from the east. And scholars tell us that the Magi were a wise, hereditary, priestly tribe of people who came from the Middle East. The term Magi is interchangeable in Bible translations with wise men. And our word magician comes from the word Magi. And in the ancient Middle Eastern world, these Magi were trusted advisors to the kings. They were learned men, proficient in the knowledge of maths, astronomy, medicine, astrology. In fact, they're often known as astrologers. Alchemy, dream interpretation, history, as well as the practitioners of magic and paranormal arts. And most historians would say they were an influential, noble people. The Magi were so powerful that historians tell us that no Persians were ever able to become king unless he was approved of and crowned by the Magi, and no one reigned without their approval. So in effect, the Magi controlled who could be king within the Mesopotamian region in today's Middle East. They would be the king makers. And please note that term because I'm going to refer to that a lot. They were the king makers. So having through the years risen to great prominence in the kingdom of Babylon, Media and Persia, they served, the Magi served as powerful, influential advisors to the rulers. Now, our story that we've been looking at is just a very short account in Matthew. We only see these men very briefly. And suddenly, and there's no explanation from Matthew. But there is actually another place in the Bible where the Magi are written about extensively. So to further understand who our wise men are, our Magi are, and why they came, we need to go back 600 years before Jesus was born. 
and back into the Old Testament and back to the book of Daniel. And you might want to turn to this. Keep your finger in Matthew 2, but you might want to go to Daniel. But I'm really just going to be flicking through Daniel, but I'm going to go through quite a few chapters. So right in chapter 1, the wise men, the Magi feature. And the book describes how 600 years before the birth of Jesus, Jews from Judah had been captured and taken into exile to Babylonia, present-day Iraq and Iran. And you can see that on the slide, and note that it's east of Israel. And Matthew tells us that our men of mystery came from the east. So in chapter 1 of Daniel, we see some of these exiled Jews were taken into the service of the king of Babylon. They were trained up, and they were absorbed into the Magi. They were absorbed into the advisors to the king. And here we meet Daniel, a young Jew at this point, and one of the exiles in captivity. We see him first as a young man, and he was given great wisdom from God, along with the ability to interpret dreams and foretell the future with powers and abilities like the Magi. By the time we get to chapter 4, we see that he had not only joined the Magi, but he had been promoted to the head of the Magi. And this is very clear in Daniel 4, verse 9, you might want to look up, and where he is actually addressed as chief as the magicians. And then in chapter 5 and verse 11, we see Daniel being described to the new king of Babylon here as having insight and intelligence and wisdom like that of the gods. And it refers to Daniel as being appointed chief of the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. So we see Daniel, 600 years before the birth of Jesus, in captivity, yet never losing his faith and trust in God. We see God giving him powers and wisdom to surpass that of the native magi. So much so that he is made their chief. Now, Daniel is also known as a man of great prayer and a prophet. And as we go on in the book of Daniel, in chapter 7, it says that in prayer he has a powerful vision of one who would be a king of a kingdom that would never be destroyed. He was having a vision of the Messiah, a vision which is key to our story. So I'm going to read it in full. And it's in verses 13 and 14 of Daniel 7. And it says, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And I think you'll agree that that's an amazing vision of the coming Messiah. A vision of our Lord. And then in chapter 9 it goes on. Daniel receives prophecies of the timing of the appearance and death of the anointed one, the Messiah. So, 
In considering all those, could it be that these prophecies revealed to the great Daniel, the leader of the Magi, were driving the Magi of our story 600 years on to find the king Daniel spoke of? The book of Daniel shows that the Magi are steeped in learning. They were historians. And Daniel, as chief of the Magi, would probably have left records of his writings. The Magi would also have been aware of teachings of scripture held onto by Daniel and the other Jewish exiles who, as we said, had become part of the Magi and had been incorporated into that kingdom. And there were several scriptures and several prophecies of the coming of the great and majestic king, Messiah. Were the Magi in our story, in Matthew, students of these teachings? Were they even God-fearing descendants of the exiled house of Israel who had remained in Babylon and who at the right time are led to Bethlehem miraculously, just as they were divinely warned to flee back to their homeland after the visit? Were the kingmakers coming to find him of whom Daniel had spoken, the Messiah whose kingdom would never end. We get further indication of who the Magi are, their importance, their nobility, pomp and splendor, when we see the reaction of Herod and all those in Jerusalem. Sorry, I'm going back to Matthew now, Matthew 2. I'm out of Daniel now. So, and all those in Jerusalem to the arrival of the Magi. It says, arriving in Jerusalem, the party of men, sorry, it doesn't say this, but arriving in Jerusalem, the party of men would not have gone unnoticed. In verse 3, it says that not only was Herod disturbed, but all of Jerusalem with him. The Magi were such important and significant individuals that they would have traveled with a very large entourage, including soldiers and possibly even a small army for protection. They were officials from the East. And many Bible scholars suggest that the party consisted of anything from 100 people to some saying even over 1,000. So it should not be surprising that Herod, who had been made king of the Jews, not by birth like Jesus, but by the Roman Empire as a puppet to keep control, along with the citizens of Jerusalem, were deeply troubled when a party of Magi arrived asking for him who had been born King of the Jews. I don't think that if the party had consisted of just three people, as we normally associate with the story, as my Christmas cards show, and I'm sure your Christmas cards show, and certainly as all the nativities that you've been to will show, um, the reaction would have been the same. So who were they? They were king makers of old, coming to find the everlasting king. Gentile astrologers from the east, pagan magi, coming to see the fulfillment of the scriptures and the prophecies. So after considering the who of the magi, let's investigate why they came. And the text makes this very clear. Why did they come? They came to worship. If we go back to our text in Matthew 2, we see the Magi ask, 
Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And then in verse nine, verses 9 to 11, it says, After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. On finding Jesus, they experienced that same emotion that millions have felt since on finding Jesus. They were overjoyed. They brought gifts, gifts that had been prophesied in the Old Testament, and we see that in Isaiah 60. Gifts to acknowledge a king. Gifts which would have provided a considerable means for Joseph and Mary's family to live on as they escaped Herod to Egypt, which we see later on in the story. So why had they come? The Magi had come to worship the one born King of the Jews. The kingmakers had come to acknowledge, recognize, and confirm the everlasting king. They saw more than just an earthly king. The Magi came to worship him, knowing full well who he was and what he represented. They sought him out. They bowed down and worshipped. And in this, were they not, as Gentile worshippers, the first of those of whom Daniel's vision spoke, when it says, all nations and peoples of every language worshipped him? So, as I conclude, the wise men were guided to look for the king of the Jews by a miraculous, stellar event, which they called his star. They came to Jerusalem and asked concerning the birth of Christ, and they were directed because of Micah's prophecy to Bethlehem. They followed God's guidance. When they arrived in Bethlehem, they were overjoyed and they gave costly gifts to Jesus and worshipped him. And then God warned them in a dream against returning to Herod. So in defiance of the puppet king, they left Judea and left. And our men of mystery, not really belonging in the cast of Christmas, but forever associated there, making a brief episode in our rich nativity story, which we've been looking at over the last few weeks, are men who can speak into our lives today. How? Well, we see that. They read and believed God's word. They knew those scriptures. They sought out Jesus. They recognized Jesus as King, Messiah, and Lord. They recognized the worth of the Christ. They humbled themselves. They were great men, but they humbled themselves to worship Jesus. And they obeyed God rather than men, that man, when they were when they were warned in a dream to flee. 
as we move into 2021, let's have that same heart as the Magi. Let us be those who read and believe God's word, who seek out Jesus and worship him, who obey God rather than man. The Magi saw more than a king. They saw the Messiah. They had heard about from the days of Daniel. They saw Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Let us be those who recognize Jesus as king. Let's join with the king makers, and if we haven't already done so, let's invite Jesus to be king in our lives. 2020 has been a very difficult year for us all. And I know that many of you are facing really challenging situations. My story today has focused on three lots of people who were all facing difficult situations in their own right. The captive Daniel, Joseph and Mary, and of course the Magi. All trusted God. All were led by God. And all were kept by God. We also see from this story great hope and the joy that is ours through Jesus the King. As we enter 2021, let us trust and believe that as we put our lives into his hands, God is faithful and will lead and guide us. He is the King of Kings. In a time of uncertainty, let's remember that he's still on the throne. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Let's worship him. And if there's anything that you need to lay at his feet, or you want to invite him to be king of your life, let's take this opportunity. Thank you for listening. For further podcasts or information, go to www.kca.church.